0: You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Welcome into another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, and as always, coming at you from beautiful central Florida. Thanks for listening today. Super excited about today's topic, the question at hand. How can you believe in a God that you do not understand? And I just want to say right off the top, you I recognize there's going to be moments that we read the Bible and we learn things about the character and nature of God that don't make sense to us. Because we are finite beings, it is impossible for us to fully understand everything about God. There are going to be things about God that seem illogical to us. Think about this for a second. Think about a two or three-year-old. Like, think about a child, and then think about you as an adult. Let's say you're 30 years old and you have a child that's three years old. Is that three-year-old gonna understand everything you do? Of course not. Does that three-year-old all of a sudden have the right to then disobey you or begin to simply deny your existence? Of course not, right? There's a gap between a three-year-old and the 30-year-old, and we understand that. Now, the gap between the three-year-old and the 30-year-old compared to the gap between you and God? Like, that's no, there's no comparison there. Like, the gap between you and God is far greater and far more massive than the gap between the three-year-old and the 30-year-old. God is so much bigger, so much stronger, so much more complex. I, I saw an interview a few years ago Uh, on YouTube with John Lennox. He is uh, a world-renowned mathematician. He's from Ireland. He is now a professor of uh, mathematics um, at Oxford. He's also a a renowned author and philosopher, prolific writer. He also happens to be a Christian, a devout follower of Christ. And he was uh, at a debate, and one of his colleagues came to him and said, John, I don't understand how you can believe in, in a God, particularly talking about, the incarnation that God became a human, and this atheist friend of his said, "Listen, I, I could even, I could even stomach the idea of a creator, but the idea of the God of the Bible just seems, uh, you know, uh, incomprehensible to me. It's completely irrational. How can you reconcile your belief and your knowledge as a scientist with your belief in this religion?" And John Lennox, uh, in the interview, begins to kind of explain what he said to the atheist. What about, what about energy? Let's talk about something we maybe you know a little more about. What is energy? And the atheist goes, Oh, we know a lot about energy. He goes, We can measure energy, we can see its effects, we can manipulate energy, we can we can harness energy. And then John Lennox said to him, But, but do you know what energy actually is? Like do you do you fully understand it? He goes, Well, actually no, we, we don't. The atheist says we, we don't fully actually know what it is. And then John Lennox begins to quote from Richard Feynman. Richard Feynman is a very famous physicist. He actually won a Nobel Prize in physics, and, and and Richard Feynman said that, you know, when we study energy, we can measure it, we can observe it, we can observe its effects, we can understand elements of energy, and then we can understand lots about the different types of things that energy can interact with, but ultimately, we actually don't know what energy is. We don't understand energy. M- most of energy's nature is completely beyond our understanding. And to some extent, Richard Feynman says that energy seems to even transcend our natural laws. The reality is, like energy shouldn't be what it is based on what we understand. But it is what it is, so we we can't just deny its existence, right? Our lack of understanding about how energy does things doesn't cause energy to cease to exist. right? Energy doesn't go away just because you and I don't understand energy. And furthermore, all of us on a regular basis are using energy even though we don't understand it. So there's already a precedent for us believing in the existence of something and harnessing its power even though we don't understand it. I don't go around saying, well I don't understand it so I refuse to believe in it. Or I don't understand it, it's illogical to me so I refuse to tap into its power. No. Every time I get in my car and I turn the key and I hit the gas pedal, I'm utilizing energy. I'm tapping into its power, even though I, I don't understand it. Right? Every time I plug my laptop into a charger, or every time I plug my phone in to a charger, I'm 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 using energy. I'm I'm harnessing something that I don't fully understand or fully get. And energy is something that as as complex as it is, isn't nearly as transcendent or complex as as the creator of the universe, right? How can we possibly expect to understand everything about God? And the reality is not understanding God or God seeming illogical to you or God seeming irrational to you is not a valid excuse to say you no longer believe in a God. Furthermore, if I could understand everything about God, He wouldn't be that impressive. He is God. He is so big, so extravagant. My human brain can't grasp everything about God. If there is something in the universe that is fully understandable and fully logical, then it's definitely not worthy of worship. I worship God because I recognize he is bigger than me and he transcends me. I am in awe of him. Let me close by saying this. I I do recognize and acknowledge that there are lots of things about God that I wish he would explain. But in those moments, I got to remember that God is not obligated to do anything for me or explain anything to me. He's God and I'm a created being. He is big. I am small. He is strong. I am weak. God doesn't owe me anything. He doesn't have to explain anything to me. However, in his incredible grace and mercy, in his desire to demonstrate his kindness to me, in his desire to have a friendship with me, he has indeed explained a lot of things to me in his word, in the Bible. Because he cares about me, he does indeed explain lots of things to me. And the Bible says this, Second Peter 1, 3, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, right? In the scripture, we can learn about God and everything we need in this life to live this life and to be godly is clearly given to us in the revelation of the man Jesus and documented in the word of God, the Bible. Therefore, if something is not clearly explained in the Bible, it means you don't need it, right? Like everything you need in this life for life and godliness is given to us. So therefore, if God has not given us something, that means that he believes we don't need it. So are there things that I wish I understood that I don't? Yes. But God is telling me, listen, bro, you don't need to know that. Focus on the things that I have given you. Focus on the knowledge that I have revealed. And when you get to eternity, when you get to heaven and you see Jesus face to face one day, that's when we'll worry about those things, right? If there's something that's important to your life right now, it's in the Bible there for you. Everything you need for life and godliness is in the scripture revealed to you. And if there's something that you wish you knew that is not revealed in the scripture, the reason it's not in the scripture is because God believes that you don't need it. You may want it, but you don't need it. And that's the moment where you have the opportunity to pause and to acknowledge that God is bigger than you. That's the opportunity. That's the moment to say, God, I trust you. You know better than I do. That's the moment we say, "God, I trust you, even though I don't fully understand." Thanks for listening to this episode. I sure hope it's been helpful and insightful for you. If you have a question or a topic that you'd like to have addressed on the podcast, please feel free to shoot me an email. Hey Ortiz at Us dot com. That's H E Y O R T I Z at us dot com quick reminder to make sure you head over to iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio or whatever app that you have available to you and make sure you subscribe don't just stream it, but please subscribe it guarantees that every episode gets delivered directly to your device and it helps us out a ton in pushing us up the search rankings, so please do this a huge favor and hit that subscribe button our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm a